Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my oh co-host, Frank Santopadre, who just <laughs> stole my bag of animal crackers that I was eating. You can get it back at the end of the show. Yeah, he pulled them away from me. He doesn't want me eating during the show. Get Gilbert to perform. The lack of professionalism around here. So this has been... Uh, this has been... <laughs> This, Shortest this is, episode ever. This shows what a hurry I am to go home. This you, has you, been. You really want those animal crackers? Yeah, yeah, I want. Yes. Uh, uh, this will be Gilbert Gallard is right now. Uh, Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. Yes. And the man in the final stages of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. These final stages. All black, blind, skinless, toothless, eyeless. Eyeless and skinless. Yeah. Fingernailless. I like one of my favorites was napkinless. I still don't know what that means. Origamiless. Yes. Paul Raybone, ladies and gentlemen. Tracing paperless. (laughs) Seems to be a paper obsession with him. Uh, I have something for you, Mr. Gottfried. This is a gift sent by a former guest. Can you open it up and see what it is? Ah. What's in there? That's yours. I got one. And now you have one. Ah! Mr. Skin, the latest Mr. Skin. It's Mr. Skin's (laughs) memoir. How about that? From our our friend. We'll we'll have to have him back on the show. Our wonderful friend, Jim McBride. Thank you, Jim, for the book. Yeah. Now, now he's going to be distracted looking at the yeah, book for the yeah, entire episode. Yeah, we'll have to have him back on the show because it's like, that's one I feel like my whole life has been researching. <laughs> <laughs> Written by Jim McBride with Matthew Clickstein, forward by uh, Adam Carolla. And uh, what, what is the publication date on that? I guess we'll find out. But that's a, that's an advanced proof. See, Gilbert, he, he, he loves you. Yeah. He sent you an advanced proof. Were you doing a Beatles thing that I saw on Facebook? You had to pick favorite Beatles that, songs? That was, it wasn't anything big. I don't even know what it I was there to do an interview. That's for serious. Some, yeah. Okay. And then they grabbed me and said, oh, could you do this? Okay. So it turned was, up on yeah. Facebook. We all, speaking of music, we have a surprise for you. Now, I was supposed to play this during the uh, call-in show, which was on your birthday. But I aired. I had a lot on my plate that night, and I forgot. This is a special uh, gift to you from a listener named Jim Wright. And Frank is going to cue it up. Have we ever met Mr. Wright? I uh, don't believe we have. <laughs> I humor, I humor Happy him. Happy birthday to you. I have orange wedges for you. They are under this glass coffee table. Happy birthday to you. Big finish. How about that? Yeah. The guy's an opera singer. Yeah. He's a real deal. That's that's amazing. <laughs> I, I like the way he worked the wedges you like and the that? table. Together. The wedges and the coffee. He got and Caesar and Danny in there. And, and yeah, and we're we're picturing uh, the Danny Danny Tom. Oh no, with Danny Thomas <laughs> under the table. Get your scandals right. And yes, <laughs> and Caesar Romero's uh, juice covered ass. <laughs> 
Jim Wright is is a is a professional opera singer. Wow. And he said he wrote me on Twitter and he said I I recorded a special birthday message for Gilbert. So it's 2 weeks later. Yeah, so that's ha- fine. So happy birthday. That's Pretty fine. impressive, so huh? So if he is if he's recording a song for Gilbert where do we think he is in his career right about now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't use his real name. Yeah. Uh, I thought we would start this mini. We're going to do uh, a music uh, mini uh, inspired by the Casey Kasem meltdown. We oh. did the we did the Casey Kasem a couple of weeks ago. It was very popular. That's going to be very fans nice to loved tie together. Yeah, yeah. Verderoso has promised that he has uh, other celebrity I meltdowns. I thought it was fucking ponderous. It was fucking <laughs> yeah. ponderous. We're gonna we're building a future a, a follow up episode with other celebrity meltdowns. But we were talking about the fucking dog dying dedication. Yes, yes. And we got to talking about what song it was, and you said. Somehow or ever, we started singing Patches by uh, Clarence yes. Carter's Patches. We were talking. Uh, I was born and raised down in Alabama in a shack way down in the woods. I was so ragged, my papa used to call me Patches. But I knew he was hurt because he done all he could. My papa was a brave old man. I used to see him with a shovel in his hand. Education he never had. I still remember my dear old dad saying patches we're depending on you, son. <laughs> we got the idea. <laughs> I didn't see, I, You're I borrowing didn't, from Raymond's. Uh, I didn't see that in my script. Was that in the script? No. <laughs> we started talking about depressing songs from the 1970s, right. specifically what I call death songs of the 1970s, right. which seemed to be a subgenre. Yeah. Uh, this one, Shannon. Was the in fact was the uh, the death dog the, oh. the the fuck I gotta talk about a fucking dog dying that's the line you love so much. <laughs> this is the actual song a listener from Cincinnati had requested Shannon as one of Casey's long distance dedications. So I thought we'd play some of these. Oh, and see what your so memories of them. Let were. me. Uh, I got one other tidbit I can add to that. Go. Uh, so the song went gold, became a worldwide hit. Uh, the second single, Springtime Mama, just short of gold. But who or what? was Shannon. Well, you'll tell us after we listen to a little bit of it. Frankie? You remember this one, Gil? Oh, yes! By Henry Gross. Jew. (laughs) From from Brooklyn. (laughs) Another day's at end Mama says she's tired again No one can even begin to tell her I hardly know what to say But maybe it's better that way If Papa were here, I'm sure he'd tell her
Boys kind of a Beach thing. Beach Boys, whole Beach Boys thing. Yeah, right? and why was it a Beach Boys why thing? Why was it a Beach Can I reveal the secret? Go for yes. it. Shannon was a song written about the passing of Beach Boy Carl Wilson's Irish setter. There you go. Of the oh. same name. That's the story. Song became a worldwide yeah. hit. There worldwide hit in 1976. He, most importantly... It was sung and written by a Brooklyn Jew. <laughs> yeah, that was we, the did most we say absolutely. That? <laughs> yeah, Henry Gross. Now, there's only I, I got, got a quibble here. On go this. ahead. It's a she dog, right? It, Maybe she'll find an island with a shady tree. A she dog doesn't need a tree. Well, a boy dog needs a tree. Wow, now that's Come what on, about shade? Am, am I right? <laughs> Don't dogs <laughs> <like> <laughs> <shade>? <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> How about this? <laughs> all, of a, all of a sudden, Raybone is run weatherwax. <laughs> okay, that's a lot of information, Paul. You should get a get a crayon and yeah. send a letter to Henry Gross. Right. Yeah, you're okay. just you're just killing the mood in the room. He was touring with Carl Wilson, and yes, he heard the story about the Irish setter uh, dying. But the be- that's sad. But the but the upbeat part of the story is that it it became lore on the Casey Kasem. Oh my God! Show. Yes, and it's uh, one yes one of the death songs of the seventies. Is that Don on the phone? Get yeah, <laughs> where were the <laughs> pictures I was supposed to see? <laughs> this this uh, this song uh, was was a certified hit, number one in Canada, number one in New Zealand. You uh, can't uh, get uh, bigger than that. Yeah, did very very well. I went to the website, the Henry Gross website, and learned all about it. So I have some more here for you, Gilbert. But I'm okay. going to stump. I'm going to stump you. I'm not going to tell you the name of this one. Okay. This is what they call. This is from. Uh, by the way, Shannon was from 1976. This is from July of 1975 by an artist named David Geddes, who appears on our countdown tonight twice. <laughs> it's what's called a teenage tragedy song. Do you know this one? There, there's been a couple of uh, teen tra. There, I I know this. What's that song where someone gets shot? That could be this one. Here we go. They sound like angels. They are, in fact, angels. <laughs> I believe so. I believe that's correct. <laughs> they had to record it in the Sistine Chapel. Daddy, please don't. It wasn't his fault. He means Oh, so my God! Yes! <laughs> please don't. We're gonna get married. Just you wait and see. That's, that's the black boyfriend, isn't it? No, no, I don't think so. I thought, I maybe I always thought that. <laughs> Rather politically incorrect. She called me up late that night. She said, Joe, don't come over. My dad and I just had a fight, and he stormed out the door. I've never seen him act this way. My God, he's going crazy. He says he's gonna make you pay for what we've done. He's got a gun, so run. Joey, run! Joey, Everybody! Run. <laughs> I... Our now, listeners now, are screaming. Yeah. There, there's one song, it might be this one, where the music goes, da, 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 da. you know, it sounds like a gun being fired. Like I don't think it's this one. Oh. Are you thinking of Indiana Wants Me? The one with the bank robber? No, it wasn't. Hold up? I mean, it might have been in there too, but yeah. it had to do with... 
also a girl splitting with a guy. Well, Joey, well, I, I guess uh, Julie accidentally gets shot. You know the story of this she, song? She she runs to try to tell him to, right. to run. Right. And at the at the critical moment, she steps in front of him and takes now, the bullet. Now, then there might be a sound, a, a musical sound that sounds like a gun in there then. Wow. When she gets shot. Yeah, wow. that's the last, uh, the last I, verse. I'm, I'm sure we'll get like 5,000 <laughs> tweets. <laughs> so he, when, when she fell, there, here's the poetic line. He, I ran to her. I held her close. When I looked down, my hands were red. There you go. Ah, David woo. Geddes with Run, Joey, Run. They were wow. doing tie-dye shirts. An- Excellent. <laughs> another death song. From 1975. Is there a way uh, that you could find the ending of that song? We'll see. We'll cut this up. Yeah. See if you can see if you can get to there, Frank, and see if he hears his gunshot. Now you went too far. It's before this. Oh yeah, before. It's before that. Yeah. Daddy, please don't. We're gonna. No, she's clearly dying there. Yeah, yeah. Before. <laughs> No! It's not the song. Wow. Damn it! Damn it! There is a song it, was clo- it was close to the end, and by the end, I mean the middle. <laughs> right, yeah, right. there is a song with that, like okay. a gun sound. Well, thing. I like to create a mystery with the oh, mini episodes, okay. so we'll figure that out. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. Uh, Mr. Gettys, uh, will return, but here's one from 1975, July of 19. I don't know what it is about the seventies, but maybe, you know, this one, Frank, this is a cover. The original was by Dickie Lee. Alone until my 18th year, we met four springs ago. I always like this one. She was shy and had a fear. She did not know But we got it on together In such a super way We held each other close at night And traded dreams each day And she said, Rocky, I've never been in love before Don't know if I can do it But if you let You know this song? This one I'm not that This is called Rocky by the way, you guys will appreciate the singer, Austin Roberts, was the singer of the Scooby-Doo theme in 1969. Oh, wow. Scooby-Dooby-Doo, where are you? Oh. We got some work to do now. That's Austin Roberts. He had another hit called There's Something Wrong With Me. This is a cover. Paul, what can you tell us about Rocky? Well, not too much, uh, except uh, I didn't know Rocky Balboa could sing. That was the surprise <laughs> to oh, me. That was... The final <laughs> verse is his wife. He, it's a story of, of young love. She accepts his marriage proposal. They have a baby, but and she keeps saying, "Rocky, I never had a baby before. Yeah. Don't know if I can do it." And then it turns tragic oh. because she gets sick and dies. Ah! And she says, "Rocky, I never had to die before. I don't know if I can do it." And then he, she realizes they realize together they have the strength to meet the challenge. So it's a total downer of a song. Wow! About young love snuffed out. 
He was, Austin Roberts was nominated for four Grammys. He was not just a one-hit wonder. He was not. But this song was not written by him. It was a country hit by a okay. guy named Dickie Lee. Jumping to a different, uh, I think the song. Uh-huh. Where <laughs> the, the guy, where the boyfriend may have been black, <laughs> is Can't See You Anymore, Baby. Oh, what is that? Can't, that's, that was like Janice Ian. Was that Janice Ian? baby. I don't know, but it's not a death song. It's not a death song, and it doesn't apply to this episode. No, he also oh, he's, he's not killed. I, I'll, that, we'll look it up. Can't see you anymore. We'll, let's look it up. We'll pl- well, let's plow ahead. Well, you maybe did- I'll play it at home and I'll put a gun. <laughs> it'll it'll be like it'll be like Spike Jones. <laughs> put, a, put a put a kazoo in it yeah. and a gunshot and a slide whistle. <laughs> I, I know you know this one. This is this is arguably the most popular death song of the 1970s from 1973. You got to know this one. It is a it is an Americanized version of a French song called the Le Moribond. Frank. Oh my God! Yeah. Trust oh, yes, oh, yeah. You know this song? Yes. Dara knows it. Dara's we waving. Nine or ten. So Big hit. Together we've climbed hills and trees. Oh, I beat and then that hill and then that seat and then that sign. And that thing. Goodbye, my friend. It's a good thing. And the person that we know. <laughs> Jerry Lewis is covering the season in this <laughs> And the hills. And there's valleys, and we go. Here comes the title. Pretty girls are everywhere. Think of me, and I'll be there. We had joy, we had fun, we had seasons in the sun. But the hills that we climbed were just seasons out of time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You knew one. Yes, here, here. And I I also know, I don't know his name. I think it may have been something Lucas. Okay. There was a serial killer who liked this song. Yes. I think it's William Henry Lucas. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Or, oh, so yeah. I was right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. He was, <laughs> he was a serial killer, and this was his favorite song. I'm so sorry that I know that. Yeah, but that's yes, his favorite song. It's not in the wiki write-up of this song, but I don't know why I know that, but I do. This is Terry Jacks, who was in the Poppy family. Remember Which Way You Going, Billy? Oh, my God, <laughs> yes! <laughs> so, now, no one dies in Which Way You Going. No, it no. It seems like it, someone should die. But, Billy, that. don't be a hero. Some, oh, somebody, absolutely. Somebody dies, which I don't have this week, but we'll do another part two down the road. Don't be so a I, fool was, with your life. That's it. There's a, I got a tidbit here I pulled out for Gilbert, especially... There were 47 covers of Seasons in the Sun. Amazing. But the original was 1973, and what most people don't know is that the flip side was Put the Bone In. Another song about a dead dog, by the way. It was about burying a pet dog. Put the, put put the, the, put bo- the bone oh, in. Oh, put the bone <laughs> yeah. in. It was. Oh, that bone. It was. Put the ray bone in. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I had no, a totally no, different it, picture with I, I, I yeah, yeah. I, th- I think we had the same picture. I think so. This is I a f- think it it sounded I think it was a film with Harry Reams. 
<laughs> and Tracy Lord. I'm starting to think and like Gilbert. You are way off course. And it was called Put the Bone In. Yeah. There it is. Put the Bone In on Bell Records. Gee. Came out in December of 1973. Terry Jacks. This was, uh, these lyrics were written by the famous poet Rod McEwen. Remember Rod? Oh my God. Remember Rod yes. McEwen? And uh, it was a, a, an Americanized adaptation of a French song called Le Moribond by the, French, by the Belgian singer That's Jacques Brel. That's a very Brel. good French accent. That's uh, a terrible French accent. <laughs> but uh, it has been called one of the worst pop songs ever recorded. <laughs> <laughs> Ranking number five in a CNN, a, 20, a 2006 uh, yeah. CNN poll. Uh, boy, I liked this song when I was a kid. So what do I know? Went to the number one in Switzerland, number one in Canada, number two in the U.S. And if a serial killer liked it, it has to be yeah. good. 12 countries it went to number one. Sold a lot of records. Got the Juno Award for best single in Canada. You bet. Canada has come up a lot tonight for some reason. I don't know why that is. <laughs> and I was, I was researching this today and I wrote to Paul and I said, let's, uh, let's switch up. We were going to do something different. And I thought, man, there are more death songs from the 1970s, I didn't even bring Billy Don't Be a Hero Yeah, or any of the other ones. There are a lot of tragedy songs. So well, what I, and, Night uh, Chicago Died. Night, Chica Night Chicago Died. That's right. Great, another one. And Good was call. the leader of the pack? Did you tell me that was That's a different time? the 50s or the early, early 60s. Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> no, know No, but something? I will accept Candle in the Wind. Yes. You know something? I think leader in the pack has kind of like a sound effect in it. If if it's, they've got uh, they gun the motorcycles. Yeah, it's a yeah. motorcycle. Yeah, but not a, not a gunshot. It might be a backfiring shot. motorcycle. Maybe. All right, we're going to put it out to our <laughs> listeners. What is Gilbert's gunshot song <laughs> now, that Gilbert's now, trying to think of? Now, there's that other song. You might be getting to it soon, or maybe on a future one. Uh, uh, about throwing the... The strange thing over the bridge. Oh, Billy Joel, the Ode to Billy Joel. Yes. That's another yes. one. Yeah, Bob, uh, Bobby Gentry. Yeah. Billy, Billy yeah. Ode, yeah, Ode to Billy Joel, which Max Baer made the movie out of. Yeah. Yes, also counts as a death a death song. I did not choose that one. No. But we can do a part two. That was, that one, was I, I can't see you anymore. Would, could that have been Janice in Society's Child? It, it, oh, I think so. That sounds, it sounds like Janice. Yeah. Could be. Me, Don't bother looking for a gunshot in it. We'll do yeah. it later. <laughs> <laughs> Here, Gil, here's another one by David Geddes of Run, Joey, Run fame. This one came out in 1975. Um, it was also a country hit for an artist named Kenny Starr. Do you know this one? The a video little, hands moving is disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little like Patches. <laughs> terms of melody he's just the blind man in the bleachers it's not about Raybone he listens to the play-by-play just waiting for one name sounds like Andy Kaufman wants to hear his son get in the game <laughs> you know this song, The Blind Man in the Bleachers? But the boy's just not a hero. He don't think so. He's strictly second team. We'll play a little of it. Though he runs each night for touchdowns in his daddy's sweetest dreams, he's gonna be a star someday, though you might never tell. But the blind man in the bleachers knows he will. 
It's the last game of the season on a Friday night at home. And no one knows the reason why the blind man didn't come. And this boy looks kind of nervous, sometimes turns around and stares. Okay, so I guess you can figure out what happens by the end of the story. No. Uh, I guess he wins the game. He's got to win the game. Paul, do you want to explain? No, I I didn't know there was a new one. That was the blind man dead? The boy eventually helps rally his team from a deficit and get a a come-from-behind win, but in the post-game huddle, the boy becomes emotional, and when asked to explain why he played so well, he reveals that his father had died earlier in the evening which is why he was not at the game, because his dad has attended every game, the blind man in the bleachers. Presumably, he has gone to heaven and now granted eyesight to watch his son play. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Get down on the phone. (laughs) Get down on the phone. (laughs) Fucking ponderous. (laughs) This is is the 1970s idea of pop songs. (laughs) blind man watching his child uh, play football uh, and dies. Now, I, I, I'm kind of hung up uh, on a couple of things Gilbert rough. raised. <laughs> Unrewarding. Unrewarding. <laughs> Unrewarding. So, what can know, you tell us about I, Blind Man and the Bleachers? And we'll I, move on to our last one. It's my new favorite song. I, I, I wanted to plug one thing, plug a couple of holes, that, things that Gilbert raised. Can't See You Anymore is definitely society's child. Yeah, it's like Genesee, Genesee and, great Genesee. And here's how it starts. Come to my door, baby. Face is clean and shining black as night. Yes! Oh, yes! so it's a story of a forbidden interracial romance? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly what I it is. I never knew what that my song was about. My mother came to the door. She called you boy instead of your name. Ah! About that. Wow, I knew that go. one. Yeah. You got yeah. that one. Still, I don't think there's a gunshot, so... There's no gunshot. <laughs> We're going to leave that open. <laughs> what do you know about the blind man and the bleachers, Paul? I, I, I don't know anything. I was okay. completely, completely David Geddes was the American singer. Was the same guy who did... Uh, who did Run, Joey, Run. Run, Joey, Run. Yeah, so apparently uh, death songs were his thing. And uh, it was covered the same year, Gilbert, by country music, uh, music artist Kenny Starr. And the song peaked at number two on the Hot Country Singles Chart. How about boy, that? Oh boy. I stumped you with a death song? Yeah. All right. Is it your new favorite? Does it replace Patches? Uh, you know, I mean, once he starts off by saying the blind man and the bleachers, I said, this is the best opening for any song ever. Uh, and ironically, Raybone didn't know anything about the blind man and the bleachers. Well, I couldn't see the guy. My friend Ann Brooks, I want to give a shout out to, turned me on to that song years ago. Boy, uh, and it oh makes, boy. makes me think of her. That's a great one. Uh, Okie doke. And we'll do more as we go forward. But that's it for what I compiled from the 70s. But I brought you one bonus song oh. from the 1960s. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> it did I'm, not I'm just... make the cut because it's 1968. So... It would be a whole separate episode. It would be Death Songs of the the 60s, 60s. which we don't have time for, (laughs) but down the road. So, I know you know this one, Gil. Mr. Verderosa, if you will. See the tree, how big it's grown. Oh, but friend, it hasn't been too long. Oh, is it a girl's name? Yeah. Ah. Oh, I know this I one. laughed at her and she got mad the first day that she planted it. 
suggested that was just a twig. Then the first snow came and she ran up to brush the snow away so it wouldn't die. Came running in, all excited, slipped and almost hurt herself, and I laughed till I cried. She was always young at heart, kind of dumb and kind of smart, and I loved her so. And I surprised her with a puppy Kept me up all Christmas Eve wow. Two years ago And it would sure embarrass her <laughs> It's never gonna get to it <laughs> The chorus comes at the very end <laughs> Chorus is the end with a gunshot They don't write them like that anymore I bought a pair of shoes But they were a half size too small here comes, here comes the title and honey, I miss, I miss you. you. Oh, honey, it's called honey. Oh, honey. And I'm being good. It's a very, oh. very sad song. Yes. And I'd love to be with you. If only I could. By the great Bobby Goldsboro from uh, 1968. What can you tell us, Mr. Ray Bone? Well, I, I, uh, first of all, I would not play that uh, with Casey Kasem trying to come off of <laughs> Tempo, a goddamn death dedication. Song. <laughs> Fucking down on the phone immediately. Yeah. Um, no, not too much. I did pull out. Uh, can, can anyone name any of Bobby Goldsboro's other songs? Oh, I have two here. Gosh. Ooh. Oh my gosh. Well, there was Autumn of My Life. Autumn of My Life. That's yeah, one. I remember that one. I think Gilbert can get the other one. Ooh. I'll Hit me. See the funny little clown. Ah. Bobby Goldsboro. One. Um, the song narrator, the, the song's narrator mourns his deceased wife, beginning with him looking at a tree in their garden and remembering how it was just a twig on the day she planted it. Well, this, I'm going to go home and kill myself. <laughs> That's the object. <laughs> of the, yeah. There, there is a book I will say to our listeners. I think it's called, I hate myself and I want to die or something. Maybe you can look it up, Paul, if mm -hmm. you got internet over there. Mm -hmm. Somebody did a book, a paperback book about the death songs of the 1970s. And I think it's called that. I think it's called I Hate Myself and Want to Die or something very similar. Uh, the single about the loss of a spouse hit number one the week after Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis ah. in 1968 and spent five weeks at number one. How about that? you know how many people have covered this song? Uh, Ed Ames, Eddie Arnold, Percy Faith, Frankie Lane, Dean Martin, Roger Miller, Patty Page. And Kiss. Uh, no, not Kiss. Oh. <laughs> Kiki D. Nope, not Kiki D. <laughs> Captain <laughs> Antonio. Kiki D. <laughs> Where does he come up with them? R Roger Whitaker, Lawrence Welk, John Neville. Wow. Hank Snow. Yeah. But I, my memory of Bobby Goldsboro is remember the old uh, Mike Douglas show? They used to have co hosts. Yes. A, a guest yes. would co, co host yeah. for a week. I never, <laughs> the things that stay with you. I never forget, I'll never forget Bobby Goldsboro telling a story of how he came downstairs in the middle of the night barefoot to investigate a noise and cut his toe on a Rice Krispie. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was That's exciting. That's worse than death. Huh? That's this was television of the 70s. Okay, uh, Death television of the 70s. Can I just put one out here? As, Go ahead. Uh, just as a teaser for the next time we look yeah. at some of these things. Uh, and uh, I'll just give you the title. My my baby's character in the Driver's Head movie. 
What are you talking the about? Wrong, this is a death song. Does he know which podcast this is? <laughs> no, <laughs> he has no idea. It's a death song. <laughs> Don't wake him up. This my, could get she's, good. She's the she's the unfortunate victim in the driver's head movie. Which is what this. What are you referring to? Is this Janice Ian again? No. no I think, I think he's finally gone over the edge. <laughs> I think Dara Paul snapped. <laughs> you know, we it's, don't have time for coming. it in this episode, but I did get an email earlier with a lot of links to a bunch of songs written in the early 2000 uh, by a neurologist in Chicago. No yeah, kidding. Yeah, and they're so really, kidding. They're really about vain of what I think he was in Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Ohio, right. Well, I will bring you <laughs> Kiki D. I will bring you another batch. <laughs> I got the music in me. I will bring you another batch of death songs the next time we do this. Okay. Like, like Billy, Don't Be a Hero, and what was the yes. other one you brought up? Oh, uh, Oh, to Billy Joe. Oh, yes. The list yes. goes on and on. Did you find that book, I Hate Myself I and Want to Die? I can't. That's when I came across the driver's head movie, so I stopped right there. Okay, I think that's the name of the book, but I'll <laughs> yeah. put it up on social media. What is it, media. I Hate Myself, I Want to Die? Let I think that's the name keep, of it. Now, who was in uh, Oh, to Billy Joe? Uh, Robbie Benson, of yeah, course. Yeah, that's what I thought. And Glynis O'Connor. Oh, my God. Yes. I was picturing uh, Robbie Benson in my mind, and I was saying, oh, this is going to fucking kill me. There you go. Yeah. Oh, Frank's got a good one to take us out with. All right, Frankie, perfect. <laughs> I hate myself and want to die. That's the book. That's the one. Okay. Who's the author? Uh, let's see here. It's the 50, ah! 52 ah! most ah! depressing songs you've ever heard. Let me find the author here. Well, while Paul is finding the author, we'll Tom, s- Tom Reynolds. Tom Reynolds. We'll sign off. Went to the tones of Kiki D. <laughs> and Reggie Dwight. <laughs> Thank you, Francis. This Thank- has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions. You take the way out of me. Look at Paul dance. Look at those moves. I saw I saw them do this live in 1974. Wow! Dating myself. Now, did she, did she do a song with Paul McCartney too? No, no. She had a hit called "I Got the Music in Me." Yeah. On Elton's at label. Oh, maybe Elton John pops up in one of her songs. I know there's something that they do something after. They're a gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> Elton John shoots Kiki D at the end of this song. And then Elton John's dog died. All right. (laughs) 